Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're getting started very late again. Uh, we're talking WCW Saturday Night on TBS from February the 16th, 1991, a little more than a week out from the pay-per-view, the next pay-per-view coming up uh, that Doc and I will uh, have to set up some time to review. For now, I'm sitting here with Doc. We're waiting on Harper to join us. Actually, we haven't heard from Harper. It was a shoot when we were talking on the Patreon episode when we said, sometimes we don't know if he's joining because we texted him, but we haven't heard from him, and that's that. Doc, how are you, though? Well, we're not together. That's true. We're not together like you and I were last Friday. Um, I think I'll start by saying I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't think I think people think we're kidding around about this weather shit. It was 110 today. <laughs> the only, <laughs> and here's the here's the depressing part. Let me let me let me go ahead and finish this. The only clouds in the sky are formed by the smoke from the wildfires caused by the lack of rain and excessive heat. Brutal. Just it's bad. Somebody in this general area is being punished by Old Testament God, and we're all paying for it. Um, think they said today was one of the hottest on record ever here. Okay. Hey, Which... here's what I figured out this this month. There ain't a big difference between 103 and 110. I don't know, bro. Well, the record no. I think was 113. Oh shit! Here comes here comes a man that can heat it up all by himself. That's right, hey. coming in, coming in hot. What's up, man? Nothing. Dude, we're complaining. Oh, woke up. I'm sorry. It was 110 here today. Yeah, I saw that. Oh. Y'all had a forest fire, huh? A forest fire? Yeah, y'all got like forest fires going on and shit. It's huh? multiple ones. <laughs> like, oh, there's more, bro. I believe it's more the of state a wildfire. It's called wildfire. We had one. Uh, two miles from our house. Damn, bro. A couple of days it's ago, hot. yeah. It's hot in six suns, baby. Okay, it is 8-11 at night. It is still 102. Jesus! And, it, and yep. it feels like 105. That's crazy. I know, bro. <laughs> and tomorrow's on the weather gimmick, it says 109. Let me tell you what, let me tell you what else will shock you. Rubber meets the road on this one. It was yesterday or the overnight low 
as you and I record this, Doc, it only got down, according to uh, Channel 5 here, the local weather, it only got down to 86 overnight. That's too hot for the daytime. Dude, well, that's... Here it says it's hot. currently 88, feels like it's 99. So so we're the oldest podcast on earth t- sitting here talking about the weather. <laughs> I feel like we ought to be talking about cornets, bunny rabbits, and deer nets. Shit. Oh, God. Uh... Damn. So and they want y'all to conserve energy. <laughs> Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Okay, look, conserve I ain't trying energy, to get Mike. I ain't trying to get political, but uh, for a state to want to secede from the union, you might want to get a functional friggin' energy grid, ERCOT, okay? Conserve energy, Mike. Put that bitch at 78 and keep it there. Bruh, if you put it at 78, it's at 110, it's still going to run like almost well, nonstop. It's not going to kick off. You should have thought of that before. Right, right, right. Before uh, what? Let's get uh, off the weather. Get some ceiling fans. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. um, <laughs> if you're not a if you're not a patron, we're getting ready to explain to you why you ought to be a patron. If if you are a patron, then you need to get on all social media, start telling the non patrons exactly what they're missing out on. Uh, we did one for the ages on Friday, did we not, uh, Mike? It was fantastic. We were face-to-face recording. I mean, we've been face-to-face more often than what I'm about to say, but we were face-to-face recording for the first time in seven years. And it was it was wonderful. We got nothing but glowing reviews all over Patreon for the patrons out there who have listened. They loved it. They were talking about it on the Facebook group. They were sending tweets to the show, uh, emails to the show. They They loved it all the way around. Thought it was great. The funny part of it is most of it was wrestling, but not because we talked 80s Lakers Celtics and we tied that into wrestling. And then we talked some Canadian Football League. And then we talked and then then it was like another like 45 minutes worth of questions that were submitted on the Facebook group that only patrons could listen to. So, yeah, it was a great show. And then what nobody knows is during the CFL game, Right. We called Harper and Mrs. Harper and talked to them on speakerphone. Which was a podcast in itself. I don't know how much of it would have made airwaves because we were. I think it was four drunk people all talking to each other. That was four drunk folks talking about how we could solve the world's problems. (laughs) Politically, religiously, the hypocrisy. We were just all going off. Drunk folks. And we were drunk. Oh, my it was a great time. It was a fun time. Uh, and uh, we, we're, I can't promise when it's going to happen again, but I'd like to do it more frequently than once every seven years. That's nice. It's like some biblical plague. It happens yeah. once every seven years. Oh, like a heat wave. Once every seven hours. Doc, uh, Doc. by the way, Half, Half Pint said he's ready for the NFL show. I said, oh, it's going to be good you all throwing jabs at each other. Doc's jabs will... Hit you right in the forehead, and your jabs are going to hit him right in the shins. Uh, so, but it didn't. Uh, that'll How be a tall fun is show. He really? I uh, like like uh, four foot six or something like that. Oh wow, that's no. I, I don't. I don't think he's four he's six. He's like a shaved just... Ewok with a southern drawl. <laughs> Doc, a what? A shaved, shaved Ewok. Ewok with a southern drawl. He does get on those calls with that Tennessee twang. Yeah. 
What Doc? What did he sound like on? You you did a good imitation of him on Friday. I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> Soldier. Okay, look here, guys. Look here, guys. The the Titans are gonna be like the. I can't do it, Doc. You you nailed him. You had it down, man. When you were imitating him. All right, real quick. Special Sometimes shout I just out. Flow in the moment and things happen. Got to get you drunk more often in person. Shout out to our largest page contributors, monthly disrespectfully, classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, and good old Justin. Uh, and uh, thanks for sponsoring this show. And then uh, one new patron, Dustin S. Thanks for becoming a pa- BTT Patreon member. Greatly appreciated. And, and again, I, I don't want to promise how often or when, but we would like to do the in-person thing more often. It won't be monthly. There's no way that's going to happen uh, just with the Doc's kids are running him ragged with youth sports. And I, I commend him for it because I've been there and done that. But it, it would be hard to do monthly. But four we'll out try of to five, see what we can do. Four out of five weeknights this week and both weekend days. Yeah, he's he just he literally just got home from a game. And that's why we're starting super late tonight. So there's y'all that. Do, okay. Y'all do travel ball? Uh, we're about to start. Well, well, that costs a shitload of money, huh? It already does, yeah. And we're gonna—I'm gonna push so that we can play the Bourbon Street Blowout and come down and stay at your house. Okay. Fuck, bro. I, th- bro, if I pay that much for that shit, fuck, that kid better be going to fucking college. So you, here's what it is, Harper. You pay every month for the coaching and the fields for practice. And then you pay for all the leagues, and then you pay for all the tournaments, and then you pay for all the um, 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 jerseys, which are called kits in soccer. Oh, boy. All that's like 100 extra bucks. Oh, fuck. So I guess no one just plays at the, at the playground, huh? Uh, only the little kids who are going to get picked up by a guy in a white van. Oh, come on. Kids I mean, don't play not... like we did at all. There, there is playground ball, but it's all like select now. And it, it, it actually, to me, just ruins it for everything. For so you can't just go to Academy and just buy the bat and helmet and the glove. And then your kid goes and tries out at the local playground. No, you can. Yeah, but here's the other thing now. When you, so you play in these asshole leagues, like the rec leagues, and all the club teams are playing in those to get extra games in. So your kids learn in the sport, but they get ass pounded by club teams. Okay. My daughter's trying, she plays club soccer, but she's trying basketball for the first time. And she's just got done with kindergarten. She's playing against kids that are in second grade that are on a club team. Okay. I want to go out there and, what was it, Tanya Harding and uh, Nancy Kerrigan. No, no. Little d- girls so that d- my girl can get to the hoop. Tell the story what you did at Latrell's game last night. That's what Oh, yeah, so, so we were no, playing no, You a better game set the stage we for this getting, one great because I laughed my ass off when I heard we this. We were getting jobbed. And look, I, I'm not saying no, no referee is out to get a team of 10-year-olds. But that doesn't make, mean that they're competent either. 
And you hear people go, oh, you shouldn't yell at the refs. Bullshit. They're getting paid money to do a job. <laughs> and I'm getting, I'm there after a long day of work, traveling in this heat. And I, you're getting paid to do this. Do it right. I expect my kid to do it right after sitting and going to all these practices. I expect you to call the game correctly. And, man, we come down and we just get hosed on about five calls straight down the court. This is basketball. And it gets to <laughs> overtime. And they play next goal wins. First first, first point wins in overtime in basketball. Hopper, Damn. listen to this shit. Listen to what he did, Hopper. And, I mean, it's both sides are yelling for calls. The, the right. I mean, it's as loud as some JV games I played. Maybe not high school, but JV. And I'm just... I'm tired of us getting jobbed on these calls. So I wait till the other team has the ball down on our end. Now they've called in the course of this game on 10 year old basketball, two, three second violate three second violations on us in the three seconds in the lane. So they're the ones that have made this rule active. (laughs) And, and we haven't gotten a call. We've been pushed around. We've been beat up. They fouled out two of our kids. And I wait till the first kid on their team steps into the lane and as loud as I possibly could, and I can get real loud if I have to, I started counting and I got to five and finally the ref called it. <laughs> and so like, it was so like the parents, old school. All right. So our parents are like looking at me like I'm RV, like I need to hit the RVD pose next. <laughs> Their parents want to fight me, and we bring the ball down and score and win the game. That's fucking beautiful. <laughs> Sometimes it's best to not work, try to work the worker. So I put on my working boots and made things happen. It's like it was like the old school deal <sighs> when they used to uh, have the guy in a corner. A guy used to step up on a second rope and punch him in the face, and the crowd would start chanting, one, two, yeah. three, four, five. Yes. <laughs> he starts screaming, so they finally give him a call. <laughs> and at that point, I'm not yelling at the refs. I'm not yelling at anybody. I'm just counting. But I got my point across. Hey, man, I might have to live through 110 degree heat and and oh. all day long at the shoot job. But I'll be damned if we're going to get jobbed out of a 10 year old basketball game because of shitty refereeing. Well, how are those kids playing in the heat? What do you mean? They. Fought. We have practiced. Gonna... We have uh, the boy has a huge, huge, huge. Um, biggest of his career so far tournament this weekend. It's a qualifying tournament for big, like competitive leagues. Uh, we will have two games on Saturday. We will have a game on Sunday. We have practice tomorrow night oh. and a scrimmage to get ready the next night. And our coaches are real good about lots of water breaks, but they don't call games here for heat. So you have to practice in it to get ready. Oh boy. So I don't want to hear any. So here's the thing. You go, oh, well, back in my day, we had a merry-go-round, so kids were tough. I've seen these kids do some tough-ass shit. It's just different. 
Oh, God. Fuck, I remember, like, for the water. Oh, 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 what, this has been, like, Gatorade was, I don't know when it got started, but when, when, when I was a kid, Gatorade was a big deal. Because that's what, you know, that's what fucking Pete Rose drinks or whatever. And they used to, the only thing they had were those little bullshit Dixie cups. And that's what they would pour it in. Two poots. Yeah. It little was waxy, like, that little waxy cup mm-hmm. that held two poots of Gatorade that wasn't enough to do nothing. I remember those. They had the Alvin, they had Alvin and the Chickmunks on them. And that was our little fucking cups. It's great. So what they do in the games, because their games are their halves in these tournaments are about 30 minutes long. They get a two-minute water break each half. Well, that's good. But hey, nobody's as tough and balling out as Ric Flair doing getting color to hype this pay-per-view. Okay. Yeah. I, Hop, did you I, see I it, Hop? I I couldn't, dude. I saw it. I'm like, I'm not clicking on it. No, I'm just not clicking <laughs> on it, bro. Because it's just, it's. I, how was this going to, you know, I wasn't going to get this pay-per-view, but since I see this shit, you know, now I'm going to get it now. How did that help sell it? Okay. It could have, but I don't understand it. It could well, have 30, 40 fucking years ago. D- d- Doc, tell Harper, because I still haven't heard what you heard, so tell Harper what you saw and what you so heard. It- so first of all, it's it's highly implausible that Jeff Jarrett, recent hiree to the front office at WWE, is going to be out there jumping the Nature Boy. <laughs> Let's just there's in this day and age, to Harper's point, that's a problem. Yeah, especially when they've got real problems with their executives doing untoward things left and right and causing problems in real life. So then, but at one point, I swear to God, I heard Jarrett, because David Crockett's standing there, and and Crockett's like, come on, Jeff, come on. And Jarrett's like, come on, nothing. My old man never liked you anyway. (laughs) And if that's the case, it was the best line of all of it. So... I never heard and, that. And I get, hold on. I get the idea that Lethal's mad because he got shut out of the event. That all makes sense. But I, what I don't get is the is the son-in-law getting in. I do get it. But the son-in-law gets a, sh- a, a spot in the match. And why are, why was Flair so mad at Jeff Jarrett all of a sudden? Yeah. So. I don't know. Well, okay. So the, the one, I, the version I saw, this might clear it up. The version I saw, they first were were doing like the press conference. Is that the one you saw, Doc? No. And okay, okay. So this that'll answer your question. Why is Flair mad at Jared all of a sudden? Because this is this is the problem with with this. Like people are seeing bits and pieces of it. So Flair and Jared are at the press conference, and Flair is he's throwing playful jabs at Jared, but it's nothing. It's nothing bad. Like, it's nothing that you would go, oh, that would make Jeff angry with Flair. It's just kind of 
he's ribbing. It's two guys in the locker room type stuff. Well, and what it is is that Jarrett's supposedly just there and is trying to pull Lethal off. And like, okay, come on, yeah. dude, he's he's seventy three. He's seventy three. And then Flair's like, "Fuck you." It's okay, like, so why are you so mad? So hold on, hold on. So the way I took it in watching that part of the press conference where Flair is kind of just throwing little jabs at Jarrett, and then you see Lethal attack Flair like multiple times. Jarrett tries pulling Lethal off of Flair. And then Flair is all dazed and confused because he's been attacked. And he's Dude, he the, oh, wait, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. No, let me no, finish. no, no, no. Hold on. Bro, you do this shit all the time. Me. You know what? Fuck it. I don't care no more. Go ahead. What say it? He's lazy. He, he go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear what you say. Cause this might not have been in the 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 it, the shorter version of this, but it's the reason he would be dazed. Is that lethal hit Flair? He hit him in the gut and yeah, hit him Flair in the goes, gut. Oh God, that's where I had my surgery. That's yeah, he kills stuff. over. That's good stuff. That might be we, that might be the explanation for why he's dazed. Okay, yeah. So he's down, and I, and like just fucked up, and then that's when. Jared comes stumbling along, I guess, kind of like out the presser finally. And he's like trying to help Rick. And Rick, he's that old man that really needs help. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. He's that old man who really needs help, but he doesn't want help. So he's like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Knowing damn well he needs this man to help him up. But he but he doesn't want it. So Jared eventually just gets pissed with him and is tired of trying to peel lethal off of him. And it's just like, oh, you want to have an attitude with me? And then he just starts whooping his ass. And then it's Jared who actually busted him open because he took Karen's, I guess, it looked like her heel and just, just, God, laid it into Rick's head. And, boy, one thing Rick ain't forgot how to do is juice. Because there's a puddle of blood just forming as he's laying on his side. I, let me say this. When I saw the, the oh, he's going to tag with his son-in-law, and I saw that it was going to be against Lethal and Jared, I was like, oh, God. Like, I, I, I just like, I'm going to wait to talk to you all about it. But then I saw that. And then the second, the third thing I saw, did you see when they had the quote-unquote signing doc? No. I didn't, I didn't see that. No. Okay. So, Lethal, you got to watch that. Because Lethal is is laying into Flair, and he's he or laying into Andrade. He's like, oh, okay. The boy, the only reason you're here talking to Andrade is because you, you're you're his son-in-law. Like you ain't nobody. Like Lethal's healing out, and it's it's some good stuff. But that doesn't surprise me from Lethal. So he's really, amazing because he's amazing. All of it combined. I'm not going to sit there and tell you it's like watching Flair and Dusty in 85 or Tully and Magnum in 85. But it did pique my interest when at first when I saw the graphic, I was like, I don't want to see this. Once I saw the whole package put together, I go, okay, maybe there's something there because I want to see how they're going to do this. Because Lethal is, when you watch the all of the segments, dude, he is tremendous jay lethal is on a next on another level 
And it's a damn shame Moore hasn't... I know he's been ROH world champion, television champion. It's a damn shame Moore has not been done with him in pro wrestling. And I'll never forgive, ever, ever, ever forgive ROH, ROH. for not doing more with the with Jay Briscoe and Jay Lethal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's not even well, get started on the woo-off. Well, that's that one might of the be... greatest mo- moments of all time. Greatest seven minutes of television, maybe ever. Just phenomenal stuff. But, you know. So, Harper, I'll say this Uh, to say, I would, if I were you, go watch what I'm talking about, and I'll see if I can find the link. I actually found it on TMZ's site. Like, that's where I saw this whole clip. which was like. The seven, it's seven. They, so I don't know if it's the whole press conference. What they did was they took the press conference, they clipped... I guess mo- part of that put it with the attack in the parking lot. And then they put it with the contract signing with David Crockett, Flair, Andrade, um, or whatever his name is now and lethal and Jared. And in that, when you watch all three of them together, you're like, Oh, okay. They actually are doing something good here. Again, now I don't here- think it's Tully and Magnum 85, but it does pique my interest. Here's what I would be concerned about. If I'm Stephanie and Triple H, I'd keep two eyes on Jeff Jarrett because if they don't, he's going to end up running the <laughs> WWE one day. Yeah. That dude has got three generations of Carney and him enough to get it done, too. It ain't Nick <laughs> Khan. Nick Khan doesn't know really how to maneuver the wrestling business. But Jarrett is this year's ver- or this generation's version of a cockroach that you can't be that can't be killed. He survived global force. He survived a drinking problem. He deser- he survived global force gold. I can't wait for that episode of the podcast he does. He's been in- he started TNA. He got out of TNA. He made money out of getting out of TNA. I bet. The only he problem started- I got with Jared he is started- global force gold. That gold is messed the, the up. The gold thing is is like What's the gold? they're all. They're all Dude, carnies, but like the Global eight, Force nine, Gold like thing was... Six, seven years ago, because we had this podcast. Yeah, we were doing the show at the he time. He started... He got involved in some thing that he called Global Force Gold, and you could buy gold. Like oh, legitimate. yeah. Okay. Like, if, I, if I'm going to invest in precious metals, I'm going to call up Jeff Jarrett. Because <laughs> he's, he's got a line on some, some sticky icky. Bruh. He's but I'm telling you, with his hat on, with the fucking Christmas lights on it, he's sober, which means he's thinking, and that's dangerous when he's that much of a carny. If I'm Stephanie and Paul, I'm keeping an eye on him. I'd much rather see him have control than. I than wouldn't Triple it H. be phenomenal if a Southern wrestler ended a third generation in the business ended up with the WWE? I'm going that- for it. Dude, that'd be awesome, huh? It won't happen, but I'm pulling for First it. First thing we're doing is six-sided ring. Hell yeah! Yeah. No, Doc. Here's the question for you: Would he call Cornette to try to hire him if he had control? Of Depends on how long it takes him to get in charge. Yeah. Somebody, oh, somebody, get me James Storm. We're putting beer money back together. Oh God! <laughs> That'll be good. You know, you know what's funny? Great. 
he could probably do some of those angles when nobody was beer money during there was a, there was a time when you probably had close to a million people watching TNA, but there's also a time when you didn't have half of that watching, and yeah. they could recreate it. I used to watch it. Dude, Doc, yeah, Doc and I have had the talk. There was time. There was a time when they put out a good product. It's just yeah. They were on Destination America. It was like going, digging a hole in the ground and shouting into it, though. Yeah, that's, I mean, I never, I don't think I ever had that channel. Pimp My Grill, bruh. I had Pop. Pimp My Grill. Pop, yep. They all popped, yep. Well, let's do the, let's get together and do the fastest review of a two-hour wrestling program that's ever existed. How do we feel about that? Let me, let me ask this real quick. Let me, right. let me let me challenge you two to something. I, I'm going to send you all a link to what I saw today. Okay. After you. And I, would, I just want you all to look at it. Now, of course, by next week, who knows? They probably have something else out. But I want you all to look at it and then just tell me next week, uh, actually, I think I might be interested in this now that I've seen how they put the package together. Because that's when you tell a story the right way, it makes people more invested in it. And the last I thing I'll say about it. It's but that's what Flair out. said. That's what? That's what Flair said in that promo. He said, we're going to do shit that makes you feel. It's shit you think about. It's not scripted. Yeah. I mean, it is, but... Shut up. Right, exactly. Shut up. Dude, Jay Lethal, tur- Jay Lethal turned that whole thing where Flair won't return his calls into, like, <laughs> something real when he's about to kick his ass. Mm-hmm. He's like, you screw me over. Dude, he... I mean, and there, I know and it's hey, a work, but I'm watching it, and I'm like, this is great. And as we all know, there's nothing more believable than some old baby boomer trying to hog the spotlight away from a younger person who's trying to just come up in the world. Preach. Come on. <laughs> Preach. All right. That's so, uh, K-Fade, brother, X-Nay on the X-Nay. Oh, fuck. Y'all watching an all-star game? No. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm watching it. Well, have fun. It's only the all-star game that's worth fucking watching. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want Doc's going to disagree. I already know. Yeah, right, bro. I, I just I don't I don't like all-star games. I don't. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not a big fan all the way around. So I don't know what it is you expect me to say. You remember when they made that rule that uh, whichever league won got home field advantage? During the yeah, that's some dumb shit. And they changed it because the Cubs almost lost the World Series and they they couldn't have that. So they fucking changed it. So is it now where the winning team wins the No. The, it's okay. just an expedition. It, yeah. It, it, they get to go over to the losers locker room and uh, do a hot foot on all of them. Yeah, they Hopper can said it. <laughs> go ahead, Hopper. No, yeah. It, it's just you know, it means nothing. They get to jerk Harper's, off in the Gatorade bucket. Harper said, it's just an expedition. <laughs> I love so it. it. So it happens fast and it doesn't mean anything? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How about we talk some Saturday night? All right. Uh, that's the uh, reason I'm here. All right. Well, let's get into it. WCW Saturday night on TBS from February the 16th, 1991. Remember, we're not far off from the next pay-per-view. And because of that, the only way you can listen to the review of that is by going to tinyurl.com slash BTT. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash BTT. The only 
thing that hasn't gone up in price with this hyperinflation. Is You're welcome. How much is y'all's gas prices? I'm just curious. They've come down a little, but you know yeah. that's all a work too. Because as I heard somebody say on the news, oh, you know we're starting to feel much needed relief at the pump. Um, no, we're not. Uh, I don't call a little less than four dollars relief at the pump. If you know this yeah. ain't this ain't what's that uh, abducting in plain sight? Can you give me some relief? No, that's not <laughs> relief. Okay, um, relief at the pump is is much less than. Hey, look, right at if, four. You, if you've got my your boot on my throat and your thumb up my ass and you remove one of them, that's okay. But I, I, I'm going to still need you to do some more on that. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so let's get into Saturday night finally. Um, this week's show is coming at you from center stage and was taped February 4th of 91. Um, they The show opens with JR. He tells us he is joined. Well, he is joined by Paul Lee and Missy Hyatt. Missy is going to be talking to Doom and find out what is going on with them and Teddy Long. Um, there's been a little bit of trouble in paradise lately, as we've kind of alluded at recently. And then we go directly to the first match, which it's Jacko Victory versus Tommy Rich, Doc. Not Two sure legends. I was expecting that one. God, that uh, kick Jack off the Victory show. Victory won't die, huh? No. Hey, hey, here's Tommy Rich, <laughs> Jack Victory. And Paulie on color. It's like late days ECW up in this piece. Jacko victory. He's still, um, you know, it's the Jacko. royal whatever. Yeah, it's Jacko victory. This is like bad Which, ECW from '98. Why does he got swords on his gear? Be- because he's because he's uh, an Englishman. I don't. I don't oh, know, man. man. That's what yeah, they used remember? to fight the Komodo dragons in New Zealand. Yeah, he's still, that's he's still doing that like that three musketeers gimmick or whatever. Yeah, the royal family thing is still yeah. a thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, there's his buddy outside the yeah. Yeah, his buddy's he, got his crazy looking robe on out there. Rip Morgan. It looks like they're in fucking Rex. Yes. Like Mardi Gras crew. They do. That's exactly what it looks like. Uh, Doc, we got a barn burner here. The greatest NWA world champion of all time, Tommy Rich, versus Jacko. Jacko, your victory. thoughts. So, why is it a singles match? I don't. I don't know, bro. Why? Why is ninety percent of the stuff in this show happening yeah. the way it's happening in the last year? That's why? that's going to be considered a fair point. Um, okay. I will. We will allow that. Wildfire's um, got a wildfire on his ass, and Harper was about to say something. Go ahead, Harper. YXY, drink Bud Dry. There you go. All right, continue, Doc. <sighs> this was too long. <laughs> I mean, most of them are too long, huh? Um, Especially these two-hour shows. They drag them out. No, yeah. so we have Polly on color instead of Caudle. Is Caudle done? Uh, not completely, I don't think. Okay. But I'm not 100% when I say that. Rip Rip Morgan deserved better. Yeah. Looks like the, fucking, Har- the fucking guy mm-hmm. on the paper towels. What's the, the fucking... The bounty man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not Braun... It's, it's Brawny, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brawny. There you go. 
Yeah. Okay. What were you about to say, Doc? You about to ask Hopper something? No, you about to ask Hopper if he knows who that is? This this fine young gentleman who's the quicker picker upper. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why is he a fucking lumberjack? Okay. He Do you know who that is? He yeah, cuts down trees. Right. Oh, at least he's working. That's how. That's how. That's how. Like, I look at stuff like this and think, well, at least they're working and getting. You know, a nice payday. You know, this isn't the worst thing with them repackaging him. I think it's dumb uh, because I knew when I saw this that this was Matt Bourne. Like, even when I was right. younger. Right. But, like, you know that's him. So, you know, to call him Big Josh is kind of crazy. And then we got trash human being grizzly pathetic smith on on the screen here he so let me just say what happens tommy rich hits the thez press and is about to win rip morgan comes in to break up the pinfall and out of nowhere a dude with a beanie and an axe handle hits the ring and it's big josh and i really could have done without grizzly smith being out there trying to get this quote-unquote fan out of the ring because that's how they sell it that uh, a fan ran no, into the uh, ring oh my god yeah, they, hey, they, they didn't sell it as a talent. The fan wasn't an underage girl, so why was he out there? Oh, come on. That's a good question. So they, they, they sell it as Grizzly Smith walks down to get this fan out of the ring, and they play it like he's just a guy who ran in, but it's actually, you know, like I said, Big Josh, a.k.a. Matt Bourne. And then once again, somebody go defecate on Grizzly Smith's grave. That's Which the one best is thing him? I can say about it. I nominate that dude you, with, the, the dude that... right there with the beard and the glasses. Oh. That's Doug Dillinger next to him. Okay. The lighter suit dude is Grizzly Smith, the ugly one, the pathetic one. To the left. God, I don't even like looking at this idiot. Screw him. How's he getting young underage girls? Yeah, fucking, I don't know. I, I got nothing to say. I, I guess he's a con artist. He's a groomer. <laughs> Oh, pathetic is what it is but that's that i'm gonna hey, move on it might not be a good idea well it depends on i guess who you are uh for big josh and uh tommy rich to be in a tag team together or any type of partnership together on you the think road that, how much how many drugs <laughs> do you think they could do not enough um they could put the whole country of peru out of commission getting the peruvian stuff Bill Baker, he's got a nice body. Yeah, we'll keep moving. We got the Steiners versus Bill Baker and Ron Cumberledge. The Steiners are the current U.S. tag champs. Uh, they cut a promo talking about getting a hold of Doom's tag belts. Harper, continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to introduce the next match. You were talking about Bill Baker. This guy's got a yeah. nice tan body. He looks like a real wrestler. God forbid. Yeah, but those two guys don't <laughs> look like they would hang out together. No, ever. dude. <laughs> when I would watch these kind of matches, I'm thinking, why are these two guys hanging out together? Those are two guys that got stuck together on the lab, science lab experiment, and it's the jock and the stoner, and they both realize they're hosed. Yeah. Who knows how to turn on this Bunsen burner? It's got to be like a bong. <laughs> okay. Any thoughts okay, on I, the Steiner's domination here? I need to see 1638. All right, let's see if I can get to it. 
1631. Uh, you wanted it might to have see been that, that so move right there. there. Yep. All right. So Steiner overhead. Watch this, Hopper. This is a oh, big shit. bass that he's doing this with, too. Oh, boy. Yeah, he... <laughs> and look, keep it going because 1710 is also my next timestamp. There's a reason why you don't see that anymore. Steiner put, basically put him in almost a torture rack type suplex and then just drop, go, falls backwards. The guy over rotated and landed on his shoulder more than anything. All right, it says, what's the next one, Hopper? This one right here? Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, Doc. Yeah. I don't think that was it, Never. but let's run let's in a see. few more. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude just took an ass bump. Oh, here, I know what it is. Okay, here it comes. What the fuck? <laughs> so he got a stunner line for this girl. So just so you know, video version, Rick Steiner sends the dude into the corner, and the dude hits the corner and does a front roll like he's taking a a hip toss. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, an arm drag, right. actually. An and then the guy gets – it's an arm <laughs> drag bump. And then the guy gets up, and Steiner's like, you idiot, and he freaking lariats him. Look how he's looking at him. All right, bitch, screw you. <laughs> Uh, if you're a patron, you could see it at the uh, 9.50 marker. So, oh, my God, that was great. Good good timestamp, Doc. Uh, what else you got? They're, the diners are just – they're into that groove where they're impressive physically and they're comfortable enough now that they can have some comedy at times, and they're really in stride. And that was unintended comedy on this – Bill Baker, dude, like Steiner just sent them into the corner. There you go. They are, they are the one of the class acts of this wretched organization. They're tossing these dudes around too. Yeah. I'm gonna get to the finish. Um, it's coming up here. Basically, it's a big top rope DDT from the Steiners for the win. There was a double hook, uh, power bomb there from Scott, and here comes the finish. Um, it's good stuff, man. I got. You know, Bill the Steiners Baker. showing their power. Do we see this guy again? No, huh? I, I don't remember. Knows? I don't remember. And I don't think he's anything down the road. Oh, fuck. Look okay, how he rolls up from that hopper. Hopper, he takes it. He takes that DDT off the top rope. Look how he hits. He kind of almost shit. pops up and then and then realize, oh shit, I gotta get back down. Yeah. <laughs> Steiners win. Anything else, Doc? Never in question. Never in question, boy. They show that replay. That's the one, the the Scott Steiner move off the top. I mean, he just tosses this dude, the other dude, the Cumberledge guy. Look yeah. at that. Just lifts him. Bloop. Mm. Yeah, buddy. That's his name, <clears throat> Bill. It's Bill Baker, huh? Oh, no, no, that's not. I think the, the long-haired dude is Ron Cumberledge, and I think... This dude is Bill Baker. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I got him backwards. I don't know. All right. On that note, we go to the wrestling wrap-up with Gordon Soley. And Soley talks about WrestleWar91 coming up in eight days where you can only hear our review at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Boy, I can't wait, Doc, for you to see the segments that they do with Dusty and Jim Ross on next week, Saturday night. I think it is. 
And then let's we just, see. Well, let's just after we get done recording this, one, let's just do a complete watch along and keep going. I'll, I'll consider if it's not uh, past my bedtime. Um, the other thing they show these Japanese women and tag teams, and Gordon then throws to another clip of excuse me of Vader and Hansen beating each other up in Japan. And um, I don't really have nothing from it. We've seen it now a couple times. The first time we saw it, though, was the longest clip they showed. Uh, these are getting much more abbreviated. Doc, any other thoughts on Strong what style. we've seen here? Bro, they beating the piss out of each other. Yeah. I mean, that's something to see, man. These two big bulls. Man, I'd be right. like, can well, we take some bumps or something? Something to stop just beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. So moving right along, we go to Danny Spivey versus a gentleman by the name of Chris Hahn. This one doesn't go too long. Spivey takes about five minutes, and he just beats the hell out of this Chris Hahn you, fella. He looks like one of the kids from Home Improvement. <laughs> Don't he? I he literally looks like a 17-year-old. Like I, I could picture wearing a fucking Detroit Lions sweatshirt, like walking into the house. Hey, hey, hey mom. Instead of mom, Danny Spivey rounds at the corner and lariats him through the through the living room. <laughs> Get the table, brother. <laughs> uh, what you got from this one, Doc? I'm not gonna lie, Spivey is for me kind of like Zinc is for you, Mike. Yeah. Nothing for me, man. He just He's just a big big guy with a fucking two dollar haircut. Dude, that haircut is just terrible. Dude, there's people there's people who def like liked him as a wrestler. He just he just I, the promos were bad. I mean he's a big dude, don't get me wrong. I, I prefer him over Norman. Let's let's be clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh but yeah. To, definitely. <laughs> You know, at least he's at least he looks serious. He looks like a badass, but I feel like he needed to be like the muscle of a tag team that didn't do the talking. And even if he's with another big dude, like he was, it was fine with him and Sid because at least I could take that serious. But I don't know him as a singles ain't gonna work for me, brother. And he cuts a promo afterwards, and it's like, oh, you need a manager real bad. That's why I said that, and we're going to get to that in a second. So, Spivey wins. They show a clip of Spivey attacking Luger from the last clash that Doc and I reviewed. Again, at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, where he pretty much beat up Luger um, and left him laying on the floor. And then we go from that to, I have to play it, because I want Doc's and Hopper's just ridiculous reaction to whatever you call this from Danny Spivey. Try not bugging your eyes out, Danny. Come on. (laughs) Here we go. Let me guess. Y'all can't hear audio. Can't hear a goddamn thing. Yeah, it's coming. It's because it's on one channel and not the other. In eight days in Phoenix, Arizona, it will be Dangerous Dan Spivey, 6'8", 312 pounds, against the total package Lex Luger for the United States Championship. And what you just done to Lex Luger, we saw it on tape. He will never forget. Lex Luger, let me tell you something. You got the body of a Greek god. Probably the best body in professional wrestling. But from the neck, up! You ain't so smart! You fell right into my trap! Thanks to the clash, I didn't try to hurt you. I just tried to get your attention. And evidently, that's exactly what I did. Because, Blakes, you 
weren't so smart. I got the shot at the United States Heavyweight Championship in Phoenix, Arizona. Now, Alexis, the first time that I've ever gone after that championship. And I'll tell you what, I don't like losing. And I'm not planning on losing. So, Lex, let me tell you something. With that great body of yours, it ain't going to be so pretty after I get through with it in the war game. Now, that's all I got to say. Dangerous Dance Fivey and Lex Luger one-on-one -on -one for the United States Heavyweight Championship. That in eight days, and we'll be back with more on TBS right after this timeout. I'm humming for you, Luger, and I'm going to beat you. And other than that, I mean, he's just, uh, it's just not anything. Um, were y'all talking about the promo or what the hell? You'll just have to go back and listen and see. Uh, I it's not going to pick y'all up. You're not understanding. Then it'll be lost to time except for me and Harper's okay. memories. Great. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, you couldn't hear it at all, Doc. Is that right? No. Yeah. We heard well, nothing. the people could. The people I heard, could. You just I heard can't. Jim Ross for like a, a half a second at the end when Spivey walked away. It was it was great. It was memorable. Yeah. It's terrible. Terrible. So we continue. Uh, Spivey just talking about beating up Luger, and it was there was nothing there. So then we go to uh, Stan Hansen and Sid Vicious, who are tag teaming. Why? I thought he was a horseman. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> Any other thoughts? <laughs> we're coming up. <laughs> we're coming up on a pay per view where it's the War Games, and Sid Vicious is wrestling with somebody who's not a horseman. Right. And he's got Let's not forget. Falling out all over the place in the ring. Oh God, that's the other thing that got me. Ugh. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if he's ever choked on any fucking wrestling with that much dip in his mouth. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go no on that one. So here in a few minutes, I want to show you this when they go outside the ring. Yeah, Sid and Stan win very he's, quickly. He's wrestling. He's wrestling with a turd in his mouth, and now yeah. watch oh, this. Yeah. They attack, and keep your eyes on Sid here. Stay with Sid, okay. even though Sid, the Where main camera's not going to. There so he here is. comes Sid, and he's going to be like, get up there so I can knock you back down. Come on. Now. Okay, two guys on him. the stretcher. Yeah, and they're going to knock him off, and then watch Sid. Okay, they're beating the guys up on the stretcher. Um, Stan knocks the guys now off watch the Sid. stretcher. They just did this impressive move, and watch him. He's yelling in a camera that they never show us. They never cut <laughs> to that camera. Yeah. Might want to show us that if he's the future. <laughs> I want Hopper's commentary on Stan Hansen throwing the guy back on the stretcher. Hopper, look at look look, <laughs> and the guy just <laughs> oh with no pad just throws him on the fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Who's in the truck directing this? Because Sid's cutting a promo in the cam front of the camera and nobody's picking up uh, on it. Oh, man. It was airtight, brother. <laughs> Everything was airtight, brother. <laughs> this oh, was leaking boy. more air than a queef. Come on. Okay. So then JR and Paulie, we go to commercial, we come back. JR and Paulie throw to a clip of the last clash where Z Man and Bobby Eaton were doing battle when Z Man won. 
but it was controversial. And then we go to the next match, which is Tom Zink versus Bobby Eaton from center stage. Um, This thing was getting going. And, dude, there's a Bobby Eaton chant going in center stage. Okay, so I have a couple of things for you here. And one of them, if you if you can kick out of the Henny Haze that you're in, well, remember I, brought, I said this the other night. Mm-hmm. This is the match where I started thinking, if Eaton's a little bit over, why not put him and Morton together in a tag team? That would be perfect. So... I don't disagree with you, but what are you going to do to get to that point? Because you got to remember, those two guys hated the piss out of each other as the tag teams they were in. Exactly. Oh, yeah. just... Exactly. That's so true. you could have done something where Terry Taylor was doing something a while back in that schmoz and turned on Morton and Eaton came out to save because Terry Taylor had been mean to him. It's got to be a longer thing than that. You can't just do that. I'm just giving that. you an example off the top of my head. You could get there. With all the skips and logic they got going on here, Come on. I don't think there's skips in logic. I well, well yeah, with other stuff. I'm just, there's no skip in logic in the fact that the people like Bobby Eaton and don't like Z-Man. Right. But I hear you. Um but to the point you're making, I don't see anything wrong with those two teaming up and and being a team right here. But yeah, I, I would man, stretch that out over 4 to 6 weeks time as you build it up. I'm not saying I'm in a hurry to get it done. Let's just get it yeah. done. Yeah, and then I, what I'm saying, and when I say stretch it out, like they, they both kind of, they got to earn their trust for each other, right, Hopper? Like they can't, they've been in blood feuds for years, back to 1984. Yes. Yeah, they would have to eventually. Uh, it's like it's uh, it's like a Smoky Mountain with fucking Tracy and fucking Dirty White Boy. Mm-hmm. That's the exact thing I was thinking, and how much that took for them to finally bury the hatchet and shake hands and move on. Yeah, and remember they killed that like they the whole South versus the North, and Ron Wright had to go up north to get his cataracts taken out, and he didn't trust the Southern doctors, and you know, and then White Boy burns the the flag, <laughs> the Confederate flag on television, and there's like you go you go through all that they hated each other, and then they had the the memorable chain match, so you got all that. And it took them, I don't know, Doc, do you remember? It felt like it took them like two months before they finally buried the hatchet after. Yeah, and that was year, That was years after. It didn't happen like right away. This was, you know, that happened in the first year and a half of Smokey. And then it's the last year of Smokey when they're getting together finally. And I'm good if it takes that long. I don't care. It, give yeah, me yeah. a good story. But to the point you made. And, uh, then, Bobby and then Gibson comes back, and it's like, well, I'm back. And Morton's like, well, I don't know, man. I kind of like hanging out with Eaton. Yeah. Bobby Eaton and Ricky Borden would have been a hell of a tag team. Now, just he's keep like, in mind. He's like, I like Bobby. Both his eyes work. Come on. <laughs> That's fucked up, Mike. You're an asshole. <laughs> I, I didn't say nothing. <laughs> you're, you're a dick. That was you. Yeah, right. Mike just... For those who don't know, Mike just texted that to me and told me to say it. What that is, we get we get more show notes than than Michael Cole does from Vince. <laughs> I'm handing out scripts. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, sure. Hey, see if you could work this in tonight. Okay, okay. Settle down, little fella. I do like your idea, though. That's a good one. Eaton and Morton back then. 
Yeah. You, you really could have did something there. It, it, no doubt in my mind. Okay. So we continue. Uh, Doc, this match, just real quick, everybody hates Z-Man. They're chanting Bobby's name. Paul Lee mentions during the match his upcoming interview with Ellie Gante and how he won't do the interview in Spanish. Alexander York is actually out there scouting at one point. It's Z-Man. No, you know what Z-Man looks like? Oh, tell us. He's like the assistant manager at fucking Chess King at your local mall and all the chicks fucking walk by and fucking stare at him. Remember Chess King? No, what is that? You remember that doc, huh? Not really. No? <laughs> I love when doc, when doc doesn't know something. Not really. Men, it was a men's clothing store. They used to have one in Lakeside. You weren't a man, so how do you know about it? Come on. You were a kid. I was thinking about the pizza joint and the arcade. No, God, not the arcade. Oh, oh, yeah, that's true. Back then. The yeah, record then, store and yeah, maybe to, the bookstore. We used to flip through those posters when the posters were badass with the women in the bikinis laying For on real. Ferraris. And we was like, God, I want to fuck her. I'll, I'll fuck her. I'll fuck her. God, we sure did. And then you get to go to the bookstore, and your parents will actually take you there. But I'm up in the magazines, either reading Circus, Hit Parader, or Pro Wrestling Illustrated. That's true, huh? Yep. Yep. Uh, they, they would go to the arcade and the KB Toys and uh, Babbage's Electronics Boutique. Those were the days. And now. Mike, how much would I have to pay you to enter a mall? I went to the mall. Uh, that's why I asked. That's why I asked Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Minimum two K. <laughs> Minimum. That's where the negotiation starts, brother. The bullshit parking, the germs, the crowds, it's the low lights, the chance of a shooting, just. <laughs> This it's especially true for that one that I'm thinking of that you're talking about over uh -huh. there on that street yeah. that's always busy and there's always a million people in those parking lot. I, 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 bruh, I, I can't do it. Like no. my, I'm not wired anymore for it, no. and it kills me, Harper. You know why? Uh -huh. You know how many wasteless hours of my life I spent walking around the Plaza Mall in New Orleans East oh, as a God. teenager. Fucking, that's right. Don't you, bruh, getting you numbers. You getting numbers. You you got to remember, Hopper. Now, hold on. We're talking early to mid-90s. It, it Don't get me wrong. It was still New Orleans East at that time. But I mean, it, fuck, you must have stuck was, out, huh? It, really? That's what you tell me? You know you're a jackass, bro. You what? know to say I'm to say I'm your friend, bro. You, you treat me like crap sometimes when you say stuff like that. God, he's morphing into a little buddy of ours on the show. Anyway, hurt, uh, hurt feelings because the superstar hurt his feelings. Actually, I'm just going with him on it. But, so Harper, why were you at a mall yesterday? Uh, I can't find my Dodgers hat to save my life. I haven't seen it in <laughs> like like three months. I think I left it at the gym. 
and it's gone, and it pisses me off because I've I bought that hat in LA fucking ten years ago, and it's so perfectly worn in, and the white LA logo was so perfectly like it wasn't even close to white anymore. It was just black, and it looked like it, it was so perfectly worn in. It looked so distressed. It was perfect. And I can't fucking find it. I'm so fucking pissed. Your girl probably just threw it out. No. She's like, it's probably in your car. You got all that crap in your car. And Mm. I fucking look in the car. It's it's not there. And then I went and bought a fucking new one yesterday. It finally broke down and I fucking bought one. Now, is there still a store called Lids? Yeah, that's where I went. It's called... It's called Lids Locker Room now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's where I got it from. Okay. How so, many near how many ne'er do wells did you run into at the uh at the mall? How many what? Uh we'll, we'll see how my, my grandma would say it. How many crumb bums? Oh how many, how many uh unsavory like a bunch of shithead kids? I, I mean you don't really see that too much anymore. I mean Yeah, bro. They don't yeah, they don't hang out there like they used to, though. Oh, they're too busy I, I can tell you, making beats? What you see now is, like, the kid you would, the fat white kid with the black T-shirt on and, you know, with some nose ring, and you can Dude, just I'm tell looking for- Uh-uh, that's why I ain't going there, because underneath that fucking trench coat is an AR-15. That's, that's I ain't, <laughs> nah. Yeah, that's the only kind of kids you see. Like, yeah. you can tell their parents hate them, and they don't do anything. And, and well, they... shit, if my kid acted like that, I'd hate him too. Come on. Let yeah. him finish, Doc. Damn. Like, that's, it's that kid. Like the AEW kid. <laughs> you keep an extra eye on those those little white fuckers? Oh, fuck. And then I went to Sapporo's, that pizza place. I know what that is. I don't think Doc does. Oh, y'all got those there. Wait, no, they, they, yeah, they should have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah Doc, you know what that, that is. Right? Pizza yeah. by the slice has always been the jam, bro. Yeah, I, I got a piece of pizza. So, how much is a piece of pizza and a new Dodgers cap set you back? Uh, the pizza was like four bucks. Jesus. Yeah, the hat. I got the cheapest one they had. It was like thirty. For a hat. Yeah. And if you want like a real one, they're like 45, 50 bucks. But the problem yeah. is, I got such a big fucking head there's, that there's no, you know, <laughs> they can't fit me. I got you. He's so, got a big head. He's got a big head in both places from what he told hey, me. Hey, 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 hey. Be fair, brother. Mm. 30 bucks for a hat, huh? Well, fuck you. I mean, what do you want me to do? That's how much they cost. No, I'm mad at the company that's ripping you off. Yeah, bro. Man. Like, I can't, it kills me uh, when people get mad when when people go, "How much you spend on that?" Like, I mean, what do you want me to do? Like, it's right. it's You're not right. like I can just you, snap my fingers. Go on, go on fanatics right now and just. Look oh God. A Texas Rangers hat or a fucking or a, a Cowboys hat. Go see how much it is. I wait for my birthday. T-shirt, anything. People get those for me. I ain't spending this shit. But all I'm saying is, a piece of pizza is three times what it used to be 
and a hat's twice as much. Oh yeah. Who's getting all this? Who's making all this money? The Booker. Uh, baseball and the Booker man. And those in some little poor Chinese bat. Well, fuck, he's not making the money. This is gonna make everybody mad again. But until we see some means of production, we gotta get these prices <laughs> down, bro. It, it's not gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. Prices don't come down. They sure don't. No matter what happens, if you're they paying sure don't. five bucks for a gallon of milk. It's not going to go down to four fifty. They don't come down. He's he knows exactly what he's talking about. It ain't All like right, the well, gas prices. It's the only thing that would come down, but everything right. else is yeah. All right, real, so real quick, let's uh, finish this match off with Z-Man and Eaton. Although that was some riveting content right there from Hopper. You can't get that on any other wrestling podcast or any other podcast in general. Because no other podcast is hanging out at the mall on a Monday. Well, yeah, so we're come up. It was my day off, and I said, Did well, you push down it. any old ladies? No. I walked around JCPenney's. So, so become a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT and support us because, you know, we're consistent with this thing, and we just talk about anything. Uh, quick note, the finish, we got a big power slam by Bobby Eaton, and then Z-Man has Bobby in an, an, an abdominal stretch, but Terry Taylor interferes and breaks the hold. Taylor continues attacking Z-Man. Eaton then squares up with Taylor, and Eaton throws a punch at Taylor, and Taylor flies out of the ring, which was great. Look at his punch here. Wham! There you go, Bobby. Get his ass out of there. Um, I watched him in, I forget, it was in SummerSlam 88 or or the 89. He lost to Mr. Perfect in like a minute and a half. Mm-mm-mm. They really look. I'm not trying to beat him up, but God, they ruined him. Mm-hmm. Which I know we've talked that at nauseum, so there's that. Okay. Yeah. So we'll continue along. So we do go to commercial, and then when we come back from commercial, we come to just double checking my notes. Uh, we got a Barry Windham versus Ricky Nelson match. There, since you're you all are having trouble hearing the audio, there is a picture in picture promo from Arn and Barry. And let me tell you, Arn's promo is tremendous. He says, Friendships are like marriage. When the money runs out, you looked at other things to pick on. You want the TV belt? Well, that's my money. I'll pick on you. You know, even on these little picture in pictures, everybody else is, you know, striking out, hitting pop ups. Arn Anderson hits. Doubles and triples and sometimes home runs on these little quick 15-second pitcher-in-pitchers. That was my notes from this because we know Barry's going to win. Doc, what did you have? The one thing I really, really liked was Barry walking to the ring, walking in super, like, half-speed slow, just like, fuck this. I'm in no hurry. It'll get done when I get yeah. there. Y'all the one thing I'm here. The one thing I didn't like and you're seeing it right now, is Arn getting involved? Because I don't think Barry needed it, and I think that's more work than the job required. But, dude... Especially when his opponent, you know, looks like this fucking guy. Right. And Barry's just so smooth in there, though. Look at that drop kick from that big bastard that you know he's about eight beers through his case. (laughs) He had to stop drinking to come out here and Deliver these moves. Teach everybody how it's done. Let me ask you a question. There, look at that. Picture perfect. Let me ask you a question about Barry Windham, Doc. 
and I know this is going to sound strange. This is for both of y'all. Is Barry Windham underrated as far in terms of appreciation for him? Not by people like us, but by... Just in general, of course. Just in general. Like, 100%. I, I think... Yeah. I think he's underrated. I don't think people like we appreciate him because his talent yeah. is undeniable. We remember the 60 minute match he had with right. Flair on that Saturday night. And that was just one of many things he's done. Well, I um, think, I think his problem was when his weight got, got stupid. That's when it was the end of the line of a major run and probably yeah. injuries and beer leading to that. Yeah. Cause I remember him as a stalker. The fucking what do you call it the uh, the the vignette with him in yeah. the tree with his yeah. face painted. I'm like, what the fuck is Barry? That's Barry Wyndham. Yeah. What the fuck is he doing in the tree with his face painted? I got you. I hear. Shouldn't you. he yeah, have been the, given that Vince likes to give real life gimmicks? Shouldn't he have been like the counterfeiter? Come on. What? <laughs> Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, I'm sorry. No, you you ain't <laughs> sorry. You ain't sorry. So Barry's gonna win this thing, no surprise. It actually they, because they got two hours of field, it goes on a while. They're like, they're throwing lots of pitches here. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just eating up innings, and it doesn't need to be that long, which is why I said it just went on a while. Any other thoughts as Barry Windham hits Nelson with a suplex off the top rope for the win, Doc? Nah, Barry looked great. He looks ready for the war games. So we'll at least see the finish for the video, folks, because this always looks good. Look at <laughs> in front of the camera waving bye-bye. Um, but here it is, the superplex. And um, it looks even better because Barry's such a big dude. He rolls one, through two, it, three, gets that one, two, three. Good stuff. So we go he's from got, that he's to... He's got a beer waiting for him 10 seconds after he hits the curtain. Multiple beers. We go from that to Sting and Luger. At least they had them tagging. No, you know, actually, now that I think about it, I don't know. Sting and Luger versus State Patrol. Um, wrong team wins here. Sting and Luger are going to hit the Stinger Splash on Lieutenant James Earl Wright. Then they put the Scorpion Death Lock on him, and Luger and Sting are going to win. Doc, your thoughts? I was going to ask you if the right team won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I'm playing, man. Nah, you got to put Sting and Luger over, obviously. But. To be honest, this is a really good team for them to go up against because Sting and Luger aren't usually wrestling in tag teams, even though they're buddies. And the and State Patrol is a really good tag team for Sting and Luger to get reps on. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I'm I got no problem with it. No problem at all. Um the only well, I mean, I was gonna say it goes on for a while, but I mean that's a common theme in in this thing this tonight because they've they're eating up innings like Doc said they just they got a lot of time to fill. Uh, Doc, the promo again. I know y'all are having trouble hearing the audio. Sting and Luger, you know, Sting tries to imitate Stan Hansen, which I actually thought made might have made the promo a little bit better than it were if it was traditionally Sting rambling, following a howl. But it's a quick promo, and I don't know if it really does anything other than we find out more about Sting not being able to cut a promo. But what, what did you think? Man, so my take on it was this. Luger was fired up like he ought to be. And, again, of these two guys, 
Luger has got to carry the water here. And Sting is just not a serious wrestler. That's nice. He's a, I mean. Don't say he's a joke. He is at at this point in his career, he's a joke. He's not a joke. He's just like, it's all about the kids and the cartoons. You want to tell me that in a couple of years, I have it wrong in like 93, 94, 95. Okay. You want to tell me you you want to tell me that he's a good guy. I'm going to say in real life, I'm going to say, okay. you want to tell me that it's phenomenal that he's still taking bumps at 62 years old in EW. I'll go. That's great. But if you're going to tell me that we can seriously pin this promotion on this guy's back at this point in time. Okay, you can't you can't pin the promotion on his back. But let's remember, we've seen him go toe to toe with Flair in very good excellent exciting matches so uh, you can't you can't pin it but on he can't him. wrestle rick every night i mean he could the problem okay, is let's do that it then either let's do that or let's figure something else out no the problem is it's just look the booking of him with the black scorpion thing did you no favors with your thoughts well that's yeah, that fine. Was so bad they they messed him up but yeah that's all part of it dude they ruined him I'm look. I'm I'm not the Sting defender, man. I I think the oh, I did the promos is the most ridiculous thing on the planet. I laugh when I, my buddy Everett Star out there laughs at it. He he finds it entertainment. I think that stuff's ridiculous. I think it. I, to me, that's the cartoon BS. But I I can't say he he's a joke. That's a bridge too far. He ain't a joke. He he was your world champion and he was a legitimate one. Man, you know we're gonna be big enough when. Somebody clips that line out and says, podcaster says, Sting is a joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's can, when you know you made it. When somebody fuck, You know what I that. can't stand is when I see those, those quote-unquote wrestling news sites. Oh, and it'll God. say, uh, wrestling legend says, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what? I click on it, and it's just some shit fucking... Cornette or JR or Bischoff said in their podcast, like, you're not a news source if you're just doing shit like that. I could do that. Internet is more unregulated than the French Quarter, bro. And it's, it's not just that. The other part of it is taking a couple of second sound clip of what yeah. somebody said is the most misleading thing that probably could ever be done because you can take one word out of context and just post it like you can create a title you know wrestling personality uh legend such and such says this so you create a you create a title and then but you're basing it off of one or two words that you clipped and then it's like wait did you hear the context of the discussion Cause you two sons of guns say some foul stuff. Who? Who? That if somebody clipped, are you talking about? Be like, are you talking about half pint and Lance? No, we talking about full pint. You and, and Mike no, Rocket. You know, yeah. Crockett don't. I mean, Harper and I, mean, I, Harper and I are on here bringing joy to the masses on a weekly basis. That's it. Is hey, that God. why you tell Harper he needs, um, you know? what they call that sensitivity training at least once every other week well that's for the shareholders bro 
Oh yeah, right. Publicly traded. You got to give the appearance that we give a shit. Um, Harper's got a question for you before hey, I play this Dustin hey, soundbite. Yeah, neither Mike or Mike Crockett knew Davy Crockett fought at the fucking Alamo. No, 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 no. Yes. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. Y'all didn't know. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. What did I say? You said something else, and I was like, who? No, 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 no. Run the tape back. I, 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 you didn't say Davy Crockett. What other fucking Crockett would I bring up? You said somebody else, and it's I can't remember at the moment. Whatever. Y'all didn't even know that. Well, here's something that a lot of people don't know, and I don't know. I don't know what they do in other states, but in seventh grade in Texas, you don't learn U.S. history. You take a year of Texas history. Yeah, we do that too. In the eighth, well, I mean, like y'all learn Texas history in Louisiana too. (laughs) Do uh, Louisiana history when I was in eighth grade about Jean Lafitte and Iberville and Bienville and they take you down to the quarter and show you his bar and give you a shot of whiskey and Yeah. I like that bar. That's the one little like quarter thing. I don't I don't mind doing. I just don't want to pay, you know, seven ninety nine for fucking domestic beer. <laughs> There's a lot there. Yeah. Hey, you know what? When it's time to make the kid here they go get Rip Rogers. Oh, it's time to make the kid here. It's time to go get Rip. Yeah, we got Dustin versus Rip, and I know y'all won't be able to hear this. Doc, you heard this when you watched it. I know Harper didn't watch it. Dustin, like, is mimicking his dad right here. And my note was, don't do that. Be your own guy. It's incredible. He sounds just like Dusty in his promo. Again, Harper, you won't be able to hear it. Doc knows what I'm talking about. I'm going to play for the people. Here it is. This is the natural Dustin Rhodes back in World Championship Wrestling to do one thing and one thing only. That's to take care of business alive and in color right here, baby. Watch out. I know you couldn't hear it, Hopper. No, we he could, sounds... no, we could barely hear it, and he's doing a Dusty Rhodes impersonation. Dude, dude he sounds just... The thing is, his dad is there, so, I mean, his dad's got to be seeing that. So, And he's going to keep doing it. This is not a one-time thing that he does. So I think Dusty's like, that's how he's coaching him to do it, through it. Mm. Mm. But I'm with Doc. He didn't need to do it, like, because he needed Uh. to. He's got talent. Like, if you watch him, um, you're going to see in the several months coming, he's a good wrestler. There's nothing. He looks good, man. He there's look. He's not like great at this point, but man, he's he is a solid wrestler. You can tell he's got a good background. He's a big dude. He, he didn't need to mimic his dad in those promos for sure. Um, like he did not need to do that. So and, let and, me ask you a let me ask you a question here. Yeah. If he didn't get sidetracked with alcohol and drugs, would he and had a long term healthy career? Would he be on the top ten of all time? I don't know. Because that's he hard talk. to say. He can talk. He's got psychology. He's got family genes. He was willing to do a character that would scare a lot of people off. And push boundaries. Yeah, but I don't, he lost a lot of time. Yeah, I, I I don't know about the whole top ten thing because that's yeah. so hard. Because you you start naming top ten wrestlers of all time. I get it, but be... but the, the, it's not to say he would or wouldn't. It's the thought of what might have been. 
what I, I might think have he, been. I think he would have been I think he would have been a solid star for whatever promotion he would have ended up being with. Um I mean look look, I give him credit, man. I I will never forget when I saw Gold Dust the first time. And yeah. I my first reaction was, What is this crap? You're like, not because you are clearly no, the like most I homophobic didn't know. person we know. Yes. I was like, what are they doing? Because I was like, what is Vince like? What are they doing? Why would they do? Because in my mind, I was like, Every, we all know who he is. But then I watched like the promos and the vignettes, and I was like, oh, this is actually good. Like he's really. And what made me appreciate it was I watched like the way he leaned into it. Bro, that dude pulled that gimmick off. Now, if well, they did it today, they'd want to fire him off into the sun because he would offend the entire world with it. But for me, he could do it today, and I'd be like, oh, that's great. I mean, it, that gimmick was – look, it ain't no Undertaker-esque gimmick. I ain't trying to sell it as that. But he, that dude pulled that off, and he was the perfect dude to pull that off with the way, with the way he played it. Right. That's my whole point. Now – I thought you gonna was, tell me you gonna tell me that gimmick wasn't great. I know y'all fuss y'all messing with me talking about. Oh, you, you that offended you? No, I didn't care. Yes, you but, did. You were like, but, hey, what what are they doing? They got gays on on wrestling now. Harper, what did you think of that gimmick when you first saw it? Like the first like, time you saw it. When I first saw, it, I was like, Dustin Rhodes is gay now. But bro, that's what I'm saying. I was like, what what, what are they doing? Why did they put that gimmick on him? Yeah. Like that was my first reaction. I didn't like. I didn't understand. Like, why are they doing this? And then you watch it. That's oh, a perfect was, example of letting something play out. That's tremendous. Now, and I thought Dustin looked really good here. Now, let me ask you this question. Another what if? Because this is all I got because of this wrestling that we're looking at here. What would his impact have been if Paulie? would have brought Rip Rogers into ECW to work. That could have been awesome. Rip would have been like... What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Because he's a traditionalist, dude. Yeah. And there's your gimmick. So... Yeah, but, I mean, once they crucified... Who they crucified the Sandman, didn't they? Like, like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I bet he would have walked out after that. Come no, I think he'd have been upset before that, but because he's such a traditionalist in the purest form of pro wrestling. My thing is, if Rip leans into it and just like, okay, well, because I'm the guy who doesn't break the rules and actually will out wrestle you. If he can, if he goes into that with that kind of open mind and becomes this heel because he's healing by the fact that he doesn't do all the nonsense, then yes, I just don't know if Rip Rogers would have did that because you've heard him on podcast, Doc. That some bitch would have told Paul Lee to go f himself and just the dude says the f word every two seconds, like he every sentence of his has three f words in it. Yeah, and that would have been him telling Paul Lee what he thought about his angle. You want me to f and do what? You can take that f and yeah, angle and shove it up your f and. Brody. I mean, I don't know, bro. Rip Rogers. I'm just saying that if all that was worked out, his ability to work those people in that building into a lather would have been genius. Oh, I agree with that point. I definitely agree with that. I just don't. 
think Rip would have went with it. But you, you, if he goes with it, oh yeah, it's good. Look at that! And now I we got white. Look at that! <laughs> hold on! Hold, hold on. on! Hold on! Wait, what is this a commercial for? Hold on, we got to set the stage here. It. Let's see. There's a that is there's the a whitest cr- thing I have ever seen. Bruh. What is that? Okay, for? so wait, it's a Snickers commercial, and then we're gonna have to watch the commercial after it. I'm glad That's I didn't skip this for. one. No, no, it's a, after the commercial. It's a Snickers commercial, and then it's, it's the whatever's after it. Okay, here okay. it is. <laughs> so, forget about it. Is it, oh my god, look at these it, white people! It, oh my god. <laughs> And then, we, and then we got some more way. Feel, Feel good, good rock. 40 hits. All original artists. Look at this, Hopper. Good looking. <laughs> what oh. is this? <laughs> oh, boy. Feel, Feel good, good rock. Feel good rock. And it's white people dancing to. That's how it is at y'all's office. Bro, look at these dudes dancing to it's the Temptations. It's not just white people, but it is very corny. <laughs> Bro, look at this. Dear God, I wish I could play the audio from it. Yeah, right. I can't. It would, uh, right. you know, you this is This is super duper stereotype. I don't like it. This is making fun of white people. <laughs> Bro, <they laughs> not one person could dance. Feel good rock. Oh my! Heartland music. How see? You pay twenty bucks for four records or three cassettes or twenty four ninety eight for two CDs. Don't forget the shipping and handling, and don't forget it's going to take you. Don't forget it's going to take you a month to a month and a half to get it. Yeah, four (laughs) four to six weeks. How about oh, I pay Apple God. for Apple Music and listen to anything I want whenever I want? What the fuck <sighs> is that? Was that a, a a Desert Storm commercial? It was just a news commercial, uh, like CNN type uh, commercial, like showing the, the different reporters. All right, so we come back from commercial. For, oh, Jesus, that 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 those folks trying to dance killed me. <sighs> um. Paul Lee throws us to a replay of Flair in the Elegante situation, and then that is followed by a Danger Zone with Elegante, which is about a minute of Elegante grabbing Paul Lee, yelling, I want the belt! Again, um, Paul cringes and goes to his knees. This is it as Paul Lee's yapping here. Doc, did you have anything from this? I, I, I can't Not one Elegante. single thing. I love rainy night. Jump. It's hard oh, to get more honky than Eddie Rabbit, pal. Yeah. I love a rainy night. Celebrate. No. That was on the thing. Yeah. Hey, when 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 uh, Mike was over the other night after the CFL game, I put on uh, some old Cool in the Gang from Soul Train on. No, he didn't. He was playing. Harper, this dude was drunk, and he was – crying over Chris Cornell and he was playing uh whatever group that Chris Cornell was from and then Come on. he was also playing uh he got on a kick of uh what's that group the the Come with it now boom 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 oh, boom oh, machine oh uh, yeah the meat puppets um that um who else were you playing man i, I was played so... you that that uh cool in the gang song from soul train 
killing in the name of. Dun, dun, dun. So, um, anyway, let's keep. You were just mad because it wasn't smooth up in you. Um, smooth up in you. I was wanted to play some Bone Thugs, but you know you weren't feeling that. Okay, so we go to commercial. And we come back. Now we got Tommy Rich, Big Josh, Doug Dillinger, and the human scum himself, Grizzly Smith. Again, I don't know why he's out there. There's no young ladies out there, you piece of human trash. Uh, Missy um, Missy says she was trying to re- interview Doom, but they wouldn't let her, even though she has a has her press credentials. And then Missy. Um, turns her attention to the big Josh situation. We get to see Grizzly Smith's crappy self again. Rich mentions during his promo this. This is his old hunting buddy, Josh. <laughs> Rich says, Josh was just trying to help him out as an old friend, and that's why big Josh ran in. And then big Josh then tells JR what his actual name is, and he says, I'm big Josh. And that was that. Doc, your thoughts? I don't know. Because Missy doesn't get her Doom interview. That's what we were supposed to see here, but it didn't happen. And they show Big Josh as like this jolly hunter. Well, he says he's an old, he's supposed to be a hunting buddy, but he's dressed like a lumberjack. I'm just saying. I, Moving. I, 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 don't I mean, know what, what do you want to see? Yeah. I mean, what do you, it, okay. it's supposed to be an, an axe, but it looks like those fucking those paddle things that, that that you stir crawfish with. <laughs> Don't it, Mike? Okay, Mike, bit. how much would it how much would we have to give you in money for you to eat the food that Tommy Rich and Matt Bourne cook at a crawfish bowl? I I, I wouldn't. There's no amount of money. I don't want to die. <laughs> Why am I getting sleepy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to get. I don't want to die, or I don't want them to poison me and violate me after. That was delicious, but I see forty three rainbows in the sky. Yeah, and you start tripping like you know you inhaled mushrooms or something. I, there's no telling what kind of pixie dust they throwing at. Moving right along, Brian Pillman is taking on Randy Starr. Pillman is going to hit his flying lariat off the top rope for the win. Pretty quick, considering some of these other matches. Doc, any thoughts from you? We just continue to prove how much we can cool this guy off before he gets in the war games match. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do something with him before that, that kind of piques some interest in it all though. So, well, they better hurry because it's getting close and he's pretty cold. No kidding. Okay. So we'll keep moving. Well, guess what, man? We got something going on here because the next match is doom versus someone very familiar to all of us. You'll see him in a second when they cut to him. Mark Merrow and Greg Sawyer. So look who we have here. We we have Mark Merrow. And it's incredible when you see him in the ring because, like Harper says all the time, you know, this guy looks like somebody. And I ain't saying Mark Merrow was a star or, you know, megastar. But when you see him in the ring right here, you're yeah. like, this guy is a wrestler. Like Greg nothing- Sawyer looks like a football coach at a junior high. Mark Merrill looks like a, he belongs in there. I don't right. think Sawyer looks terrible. Like, he's not no. a little frail person either, but Merrill is tanned and got the tassels on the freaking arms and boots. Like, he just looks like somebody. So, um, I, anyway, I, 
I thought Merrill looked good here. And I was kind of shocked because. Doc, Merrill ate the pin. Damn, really? Yeah, he ate the pin on this one. It was quick. I mean, it wasn't a long match. They only went like three minutes or so, but you'll see it at the very end. And you can see hold when on, you're watching. On. Yeah, let this run because there. No, no, go back. I had 15348. All right, we're one fifty three um thirty was that it? The move Maybe. by Simmons? Simmons is about to plant Sawyer here. That was racist. Come on. Well he does. I mean Is that what you want Offer to, to shake a man's hand and then kick him in the gut. Oh, that was racist, right. Okay, of course. Look at this. Ooh. You know, Doc was kind of funny in that Patreon review because look at look at Simmons just tossing this dude around like he's a freaking infant. He's just Little Richard's out there him. on the ring apron, like I'm not so sure I want in the ring. Yeah. Uh, what was I doing in the Patreon episode? I don't quite. Oh, uh, you, you were going from being woke to unwoke to being woke to unwoke, and I was like, oh, he's just just pissing everybody off here. They're trying to figure out what the hell you were. I mean, it was woke. Unwoke, woke, unwoke, never in the middle, just playing both sides of the spectrum. Uh, and then we called Harper. No, then we called Harper drunk as can be later that night. Um, I want to, I want to go to when Mark Merrill gets in the ring because, like, when he gets right, in there, you can kind of. Okay, so here it is. He comes in and he's in there with Reed, and they're kind of squaring up, and he kind of sells here, but. You'll start to see him like he doesn't really die. He kind of fires up. He takes good bump, a nice bump right there at first on the clothesline or the punch. And then I don't know. I just think. Did you think he looked bad or good here, Doc? He looked decent. I mean, to me, the thing you just—it's easy to say this. This is, is this is the part. He is, just, he is moving around a lot. But this is the part, like, where somebody told Dusty in the back, hey, doesn't he look like Little Richard? And his career started. Bruh. <laughs> I don't know if that... I'm pretty sure that's not how it happened. Baby, come over here. Let me get a closer look at you. On this day is what I'm saying, but... On this day. That, that would be tremendous. Kid, you look like Little Richard. Come like here. Like Little Richard. I'm not black. Well, here's the other thing. Bro, there's a lot of people that thought he was black. Yeah, I thought he was black for the longest. Everybody thought he was. Everybody thought he was years old here. How old was he? Thirty. Thirty. And he had been in. He had been in wrestling for a year. Damn. Well, Late he was start. a boxer. Right. Bruh, you say what you want. That little Richard gimmick got over with me. I'm sure it did. He had that feud did. with... He, here's the, here comes the pin. He had that feud with DDP. They opened every pay-per-view for like two years. Man, I I loved it. it was, that was good stuff. Mark Marrow is only two years older than Ron Simmons there. Damn. And at every other point in his life. And he eats the pin. Okay. 
And then from there, we wrap up the show. Missy, JR, and Paul Lee wrap it up. Paul Lee is crying after what Eligante did to, to him during the interview when he crushed him and dropped him to his knees. And Missy slaps Paul's shoulder. And that was uh, pretty much how they go off air. Now, we do have a pay-per-view before uh, the next show because the pay-per-view is still eight days away. I'm sorry, we have a show before the next pay-per-view. I said it backwards. Uh, Doc, we're going to hand it. We're going to Rolex. What are we going to do here? I always forget. Mm -hmm. Rate it, Rolex. Which one first? You always forget, and Crockett did it wrong when he was on. You rate it first. Okay, whatever. So rate it then. Look, Missy hit Paul's shoulder. Paul's smiling. <laughs> She's look at Missy, all smiles, laughing at what she did to Paul. Ass. There she is. There she is. Looking all pretty and cute. Ring a ding ding, Missy. We love you. Okay, continue, Doc. What are you going to rate it? Nothing's super hot or on fire. But we had some new faces, some new things happening. Still too long. I'm going to say B minus. I think I agree. B minus. Uh, Hopper, what do you? What about you? I'll give the same thing. A B minus. If okay. they didn't bring two new people into the promotion, this would have fallen down into the seas. But I like surprises. So we're going to give out the Rolex now. Before we do so, I want to remind you the only way to listen to Doc and I's pay-per-view review of Wrestle War 91 is by going to Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And also the only way to listen to the show we did in person uh, basically two weeks ago now from the time you're hearing this is by going to Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Remember, we ain't raised no Patreon prices. It is what it is. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Okay, Doc. Um, trying to figure, dude. I, I I hadn't made up my mind on the Rolex. Mm. I was trying to stall to give you some more time. Um, Who gets I'm, it? I'm giving mine to Dustin. That's a good one. I'll give it to Dustin too. He it wasn't his debut. He's been on the show before, but it has yeah. been a while. He's been down in Florida. And even though he's he he shouldn't be doing a dusty, he did a good dusty, and uh, he looked good in the ring, and he's got a lot of promise. Oh. How about you, Harper? I don't know. I'm thinking Bobby Eaton for his match with uh, Z Man. It, it, it's a tough one, dude. I almost went with Bobby Eaton. Yeah, I get mine but, with Bobby Eaton. But the reason I did go Dustin was, like, he looked good. He's solid. I do agree with Doc. He needs to get away from talking like his dad. But, yeah, what can you do, right, uh, with that? All right. So before we get out of here, I do want to remind you all, Hard Body Hopper is still doing his relationships, video shout-outs, life advice. All you got to do is send him an email Chris Hopper to Chris Hopper 16 wildcat with a K at gmail.com. That's Chris Hopper 16 wildcat with a K at gmail.com. And don't forget to PayPal him 20 bucks to CC 30388CC at yahoo.com. If you missed any of that, make sure to check the show notes and show description for all those details. Um, check out the bottom line cast with Mike Pru and JV as they talk about the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
Uh, they also handle our ECW show on our Patreon feed, so um, you can enjoy them there on Patreon as well. And check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Marotta and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. Okay, Doc, what else do you have uh, before we get out of here? It is late, Bubba. It is late. This, yeah. this, it's the rest 10 of o'clock. This show, is, this show is standing between me and finally getting to eat some dinner. Oh, and wow. then going to bed. I What's y'all's temperature right else. now? Oh, hold what on, I'll it, get Doc? that while Mike continues. It's probably to work. still close to. It's probably still close to hundred. If it's, I got a ninety-six, ninety-six with the heat index of ninety-seven. God damn! At at, at 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 ten p.m. So as you can see, that's why it won't drop below eighty-six at night. Here, this is if, some bull. <laughs> it feels like it's ninety-seven outside. It's it's. 86 and if i want if i want to go just metaphorically punch myself in the junk i go out to that 10-day gimmick on the weather channel and see 110 days to two weeks out and just know there's no end in sight yeah that's the depressing part of all of this it's never gonna end it's i swear mike and i mike and i are actually going to here's what's going to happen mike and i are actually going to and inadvertently do the Von Eric thing by going to a Burger King and asking if we can just cool off in their cooler and then falling asleep and dying. I don't know if we die, bro. I could sure like literally just go sit in the cooler right now. <laughs> it's going to be like bowl. that until basically October. Right. I'm I'm fairly there's no clouds in the sky. I'm telling you, the only clouds in the sky are from the wildfires. That's nice. Yeah. So you so you had one two miles away from your house? Yeah, it was a little one on the highway, and they uh, came and and just put it. I don't know if it was two miles, but it was it was within a few miles, and it's they came so and put it out. Hot and dry, bro. Somebody drove by it that we know and took a picture. It was pretty big. And that's what it was. Like, it was big enough. So dry. It was big enough to close down the highway, and it didn't make the news because there's four other bigger ones in North Texas. God yep. damn! There you go. Well, just conserve those energy. No, no, Harper. What'd you say? No, so, uh, is it just because it's just so dry? It's dry, hot, and windy. Oh. And let me tell you, people say, "Oh, windy." Bro, mm-hmm. It feels like a freaking. Like blow dryer, blow dryer, like a hair dryer, yeah, blow hair dryer, on. just yes. blow on you. Yes, that's what it feels like. So uh, all the time. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna Brutal. get up early and beat the heat. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah, it, it's not gonna happen. That doesn't. It, that's not. That's not in the on the menu. And if you cut grass for a living or do something like that, God damn, bro, thoughts and prayers. Dude, I saw. Well, here's the thing about that. At... Here's the thing about that. Most people charge are just dying, so there ain't no grass to cut. So you don't have a job, so you don't have any money to eat. So fuck you anyway. That's not true. He's full of it. There's people cutting grass. and D-Man used to do that. What did he weigh, 125 pounds back then? No, he was bigger. He's at a landscaping uh, uh, company. Oh, God. This sounds like something to explore one day. Yeah. When it's when it's not midnight and we ain't got work in the morning. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, on that note, um, 
Let's go. Doc, do you want to explore the D-Man landscaping, or would you rather do that another day in time? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought, too, Bubba. All right, well, uh, Hopper, we got nothing else. Do us all a favor. Hit the tagline. Book it, bitch. <laughs>